անցյալ շապատ, որ երբ լսեցինք մենք մեր կրոչ կուր թակուշի վկայությունը Uh, a subject from spiritual childhood to spiritual adulthood. How it is we become from spiritual children to spiritual adults. On Tuesday evening, we had a wonderful time of prayer in our house group. We started uh, praying uh, and we continued. We didn't want to stop. We continued and we continued until there was no time for study. And the Holy Spirit led us to, uh, to pray and to lay hands on one another. And we had a really wonderful time of prayer. Before the, that meeting started, I was reminiscing with Brother Hampartsum I was reminiscing about Cyprus. I know I was only 10 when I left Cyprus, but I remember, remember it well. By the way, Brother Hampartsum is a great man of God. I don't him, He's a great man of prayer. He's much to give. And if you need prayer, please, I encourage you to go to him also, as well as to Edward and any other elders. We were saying how clear the sea, the Mediterranean Sea was in Cyprus. We remembered our times in on hol in Famagusta. And I have to make an admission here that I can't swim. Even though I, I can't swim, I imagine lying down in that Mediterranean clear warm water. And I went further and I imagined I, I didn't even have to feed myself, somebody was feeding me. Giving me all I needed. And for those from Iran, I'm sure the Caspian Sea is much the same. Lie there like paradise on the warm waters. Well, that's exactly how it is for a baby in the mother's womb. They are the real conditions of a baby in the mother's womb. 
դրանք ամենակարևոր պայմաններն են երբ որ մանուկը իր մոր աշխանդի մեջ է lying in warm amniotic fluid ас հեղուկի մեջ են գտնվում the placenta is giving him all the food it needs ընկերքը իրեն ամբողջ ուտելիք է հասցնում the baby is number 1 եւ երեխան ամենը առաջին տեղը ունի even if the mother eats nothing եթե իր մայրը ոչ ինչով չսմբի she will suffer But the baby will still get everything it needs through the placenta. Բայց երեխան ամեն ինչ ընկերքի միջոցով կստանա։ It's like my imagination being drip fed through through the placenta. Չարզի երբակայչան նման է որ parkas ինի եւ սնեն իրեն։ So this baby Ուրեմն այս մանուկը Happily swimming լողում է այդ հեղուկի մեջ In warm water տաք ջուրերի մեջ Being drip fed սնվում է Then one day it receives the shock of its life. Եվ մի օր շատ մեծ շոք է ստանում։ Suddenly the pressures inside the womb rise. Ժամանակ է գալիս եւ ճնշումները ուժեղանում է աշխանդի մեջ։ The Mediterranean the Caspian Sea becomes a stormy ocean. Միջերկրական եւ Կասպիս ծովը ալեկոծվում է։ There's pressure all around his head his body. ճնշումներ կա այդ փոքրիկ մանուկի վրա։ He's going through this narrow dark tunnel. Այսինքն անցքի մեջից թունելի մեջից պետք է անցնի Being squeezed through through this tunnel Եվ ճնշվում է ամեն կողմից Bang into the open Դուրս է գալիս And next thing he knows is this great big person slapping it on his bottom so he can start breathing Եվ ամիջապես ծնվելուց հետո մեկն էլ մեկ հատ ավտակում է իրան որ տեսնի կարող է լացի շնչում այդ ոչ What a shock from being really calm in, in the waters of the of the placenta and the amniotic fluid into suddenly into this world ինչ մեզ տարբերություն է այդ հանգիստ պայմաններից որ ապրում էր եւ մի քանի վաշկյանի մեջ փոխվում է եւ սկսում է նոր Everyone is celebrating everyone's happy Ամեն բան ուրախ է ամեն մարդ ուրախ է ամեն բան սկսում է շնորհավորել Welcome to this world Բարիկալուս Որի իշխանը սատանան է The baby is fed naturally բնական ձևով երեխային սնում է It grows physically and intellectually Մարմնապես եւ գիտակցությամբ մեծանում է At first he's just fed milk Սկզբնական շրջանում մենակ կաթ են տալիս Then as he gets older he gets his solids Եվ քանի որ մեծանում է ավելի մեծի կերակուրներ Become stronger Զորանում է He gets stronger and as it becomes uh, later on as his hormones start coming in in boys the testosterone in girls the estrogen uh, they start other body changes Եվ ավելի որ մեծանում է տարբեր հորմոններ են գոյանում նրանց մարմնի մեջ աղջիկներ մեկ ձև տղակներ մի ուշ ձև They become teenagers Պատանիներ են լինում And as they grow older they become to their 20 they reach their peak about 2022 and then start to deteriorate again slowly until they die Եվ ինչև 21-22 տարեկան սկսում են աճել չափահասներ են լինում եւ նրանից հետո կամանց կամանց That's from babyhood to adulthood In the natural world, բնական կյանքի մեջ սամանուկի ընթացքն է աճման սկզբից մինչև որ չափահաս լինի։ But you know spiritual birth is much the same. Բայց մեր հոգևոր ծնունն էլ շատ նման է սրան։ Just look I mean just looking at myself I was happy. Երբ որ ես իմ կյանքս եմ հիշում ես երջանիկ էիմ։ Everything was going well. Ամեն պայմաններ իմ կյանքից լավ են։ I was happily married. լավ ամուսնություն ունեի Had two lovely children Երկու լավ զավակներ ունեի Had a good job Իմ գործս հաճող էր There didn't seem to be any problems Ոչ մեծ դժվարություն հատուկ նեղություն չկար իմ կյանքից մեջ I seemed to be in the warm seas of the Mediterranean Ճիշտ կարծես որ միջերկրականի ջերմ ջրերի մեջ I was being drip fed Everything was happy or so I thought Կարծում էի մամեն բան ճիշտ եւ հաճող Until one day I saw Jesus 
I won't go into how, I did, how it happened, but I saw Jesus. Suddenly, it was like the shock, the shock of my life. The same kind of shock that baby gets on the day of its birth. He showed me I was a sinner. It was like this, his light shone into my, into me. It's like an x-ray. He showed me as my spirit really was, not as I thought it was. I, I realized there and then I was spiritually bankrupt. I was spiritually dead. I needed to be born again. And this is the kind of shock this, uh, the, the baby in the womb receives on the day of delivery. Jesus has paid that price. Jesus has paid the price for every possible sin we can have. Through him we are justified. Which, which means we are made righteous people. And we're we born through him, only through Jesus are we born again of the Spirit. And we become new babies in Christ. I like that because it makes me younger than I really am. It makes me not 61, but it makes me 25. <laughs> Lovely for the women who want to look younger. But, but you know, I'm 25 years of age spiritually and I wasted the, the beginnings of my life. When uh, a child is born, automa he automatically becomes part of the universal family of human beings. But he also needs to be a member of a specific family. A, a family which will give him care and nurture. So he can grow healthy and strong. He wants, no, he demands, he demands milk. Milk, my, my grandson calls it gatig. Milk, gatig. It's milk, he, he, he wants milk, he wants to grow. Also, spiritually it's the same. God, born again people, instead of becoming part of the universal family of human beings, they become a part of God's family. But born-again people also need um, uh, to be a member of a specific family. To receive care and nurture and growth spiritually, just like a normal baby needs. And this is the function of the church. 
He will want as much spiritual milk as he can possibly get. You can't feed him solid food at the beginning. You can't feed a baby steak. And praise God, on spiritual food you can't get fat. Ah, fantastic. You cannot have too much of spiritual food. In a church, there are people of all spiritual ages. The problem with the spiritual age is that you can't tell how old they are. Like you can with the physical age. I can look at a little baby, I can say maybe they're one year old, I can look at somebody else, maybe they're 40, 50, I can say somebody else is a teenager. But spiritually, I cannot do that. So how do you talk to a spiritual baby? Paul says in Corinthians, when I was a child, I talked like a child. If I go to a baby with a stern, serious face, and I say to this baby, what do you think of Einstein's theory of relativity? He will look at me. He'll look at my stern, ugly face. And he'll cry. That's what I think of your Einstein's theory of relativity. But if I go to that same child, and I tickle him and I smile, and I make childlike noises, goo 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 noises. He will love it. He'll smile. He knows where I'm coming from. Because a baby, baby wants milk. Now this I realize I've exaggerated what's happening in the, in the church, but it happens all the time in the church. People go to spiritual babies, newly born babies, and they give them steak. They're talking about the greater things of God. But it can also go to the other extreme. If I go to the pastor of the church, and treat them like babies, like spiritual babies, Go to, to people who have been spiritual giants for many years. If I go to Brother Edward or Sister Takushia and I tickle their tummy, yeah. I go goo they're ready for steak. They're ready for steak. They're ready for the solid stuff. Yet, when a newborn baby is born, everyone is happy. 
But if that newly born baby stops feeding, stops growing, suddenly the celebration becomes sadness. There must be something wrong with that baby. There must be something physically maybe wrong. But what's wrong? But they all look for what's wrong with the baby. So it is with the spiritual baby. Every spiritual baby has to grow. Standing still is not an option because then you stand still, you're really going backwards. If you stop still at the age of six, and you reach ten, you will still look six. Something wrong, you've gone backwards. This is why, why the spiritual baby also has to be growing day by day, week by week, month by month. There comes a time as this baby is growing, of milk, there's no solid foods, he's growing, and he becomes a teenager. He's developed muscles. He's maybe, uh, as, he, as he's been a spiritual baby, he's sung in the worship team. Maybe he's led Bible study. Maybe he's been on a mission abroad. The, ho- the hormones, the hormones take over. They don't want to listen. Because they know it all. Spiritual teenager goes to the church leaders and starts criticizing. Pastor, I know better than you. The church must do this. The church must do that. If you don't, I'm leaving. There has to be uh, an input from every member of the church. But the pastor is there to, uh, to make the decisions. Because it's been put there by God. And these spiritual teenagers go from church to church. Looking from church to church until they find they can become so bad, so strong, they can even split the church. And it's a tragedy, it becomes a tragedy. And, but through God's grace, most continue to grow. And realize their mistakes and come back. We must grow into We must continue This is the daily, daily process the Bible calls us. It's a lifelong. 
lifelong process is painful. Don't ever believe those who say when you are born again. They're lying. Jesus never promised that our problems are Jesus promised to overcome them. Some of those storms would be of our own making. The consequences of what we are doing. God will chasten us. Because he loves us. Because he loves us. Because we are part of his family. He will bring on the storm to bring us back to the right track. In a restaurant, you chastise your child. If he's throwing food at everybody else, you chastise him. You stop him. He's part of your family. That's why sometimes non-believers they get they seem to appear to get away with things. To an outsider, a non-believer, the God God doesn't seem to be chastised. They seem to be getting away. But we don't see where that person will end. Because God loves the born-again person so much, He will chastise so much until He brings you back to the right path. He loves us enough to give us pain, to make us go in the right direction. Isn't that how you lead a horse in the right direction? You pull on the bridle, it gives him pain, so it goes to in that direction. But God says, I will lead you with my eye. He would rather just be looking at us and, and put us in the right path without the pain. But sometimes there is no choice. We're, we're not looking at his eye. We are, we are telling him, we are not looking at you, he has to use the, the, the pain method of getting us back on the right track. That's the kind of uh, pain God used 
on Jonah to bring him back. He brought him back to Nineveh. Nineveh was the Assyrian capital. And the Jews hated the Syrians. They were at war with the Assyrians. Jonah did not want his being Jewish. He didn't want the Assyrians to repent. He wanted them to go to hell. He was going in the opposite direction. Opposite direction to the direction God told him to go. God brought him back spectacularly. And with much pain, and we all know the story. Yes, he, God, our Father, chastises us. Because he loves us. He, he loves us, he wants us to grow into spiritual adults. But, but, when you see your brother or sister going through a storm, don't assume that he's done wrong and God is chastising him. This is exactly what Job, Job's friends did. They were saying, you must have sinned, therefore God is chastising you. Because there's another kind of storm God sends us. And that's not when we've done wrong. It's not because of disobedience that we get into this storm. We get into this storm because of the opposite, because of obedience to God. In other words, God wants us to go through that storm. After feeding the 5,000, Jesus came with his disciples. The 5,000 people saw this bread and the food, the miracles. Who doesn't want free bread? Who doesn't want free, free healing? Jesus knew that the only reason these 5,000 were following him because of what they could get out of him. Bread stands for material things. To them, he was the God of bread. And... The, the disciples were seeing this and they were saying, yeah, what's wrong with it? Yeah, let be their king, be their king, you know, don't, let, let do what they want. Jesus told his disciples to get into the boat. One of the versions says he compelled them to get into the boat. He, did he not know the storm was going to come? Of course he knew. They obeyed him. They obeyed him. Sure enough, the storm came. 
So the disciples were now in a storm because they obeyed Jesus Christ. This storm surely came. And, and there were experienced fishermen. They'd never seen such a storm. They'd coped with many storms before. But this one was so bad, they were trying to throw water out of the boat and it was filling in quicker than they could get rid of the water. Until they realized they can't do it. It tells you the Bible which watch, it was the fourth watch, and you know it says that they've been trying hard for a long time, and it wasn't until they, they realized they can't do it in their own strength that they woke Jesus up. They realized how much they needed him. They realized even as experienced fishermen they couldn't do it on their own. And of course Jesus walked over the wind and walked over the water. The, the very things they were afraid of, Jesus walked over them. Peter also walked on the water. As long as he kept his eyes on Jesus. When he took his eyes away, he started to sink. When he took his eyes back on Jesus, he, was, he, was, he could walk on water. Disciples learned a lot that day. They learned that they can't always rely on their own strength. They learned that they have to keep their eyes on the one and only God, Jesus Christ. We, likewise, brothers and sisters, will be deliberately put into the storms by God. And we will sometimes be put into the storms because, because we are obeying what he says. It may be in an area where we are so confident that we're good at. We rely on our own confidence and we forget about him. And when we can't dig ourselves out of the storm and go through it, then we call on his name and we become even closer to him. Because we realize that nobody else could have done it. We realize it was him who got us out of this. And as we go through this experience with him, we get to know him better. And we trust him more. So that when the next storm comes, we don't rely on ourselves. And we rely on him. Look at him. Our, our faith is put under pressure in these storms. 
And these trials we go through, which God puts us through, it's like a spiritual gymnasium. Where we build spiritual muscles. What do you do in the gymnasium? You lift weights. You're moving against a, a pressure. A and when our spiritual muscles move something uh, evil, they become stronger. Our faith becomes stronger. These are the storms which bring us to adulthood. When you're a spiritual baby, don't be surprised that you, have, you are going through these storms. But pray to God. Is it my fault? What if I done something wrong? Lord, lead me back to the right path. Lord, is there something you're trying to show me if you put me in here because I've obeyed you? If God is going to use you, if he's going to use you in a great way, he will also try you and train you in a great way. Jesus was training his disciples for the, what lay ahead of them. They didn't know. Peter, they, 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 he knew. He knew all the hardships they would be facing. All the persecution they'd be facing. He was training them. He was training them for the persecutions of the life ahead. He knew Peter would be crucified upside down. He knew James would be beheaded. He knew John would be boiled in oil. John, in oil. John. I don't know. I don't know what lies ahead. I don't know what lies ahead for us. And as you heard last Sunday, for Brother Haig, it was martyrdom. But the Lord, but the Lord had prepared him. Prepared him through the trials. Prepared trials to, 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 to be strong, for the faith to get stronger. He wants us to grow into spiritual adults. Spiritual adults who are church members. You know, in medical terms, when we call something a member, it's a member of the body, like the arm. It's a member of the body. It's, it's part, it means part of the body. He wants us to be church members, not just church attenders. God wants us to believe and to belong. 
ասված փափակում է որ մենք հավատք ունենանք եւ պատկանենք Not just to believe but to belong to a family Ոչ թե մենք հավատենք այլ հավատանք այլ պատկանանք մի ընտանիքի He wants members who are also involved in ministry Լինենք այնպեսի անդամներ որ մեր ծառայությունն ունենք բերում And who are not just spectators on the sidelines Ոչ թե որ ջյուրի նման գալիս են Members who are givers անդամներ որ իրանցից տալիս են Not just takers Ոչ թե մի անվերց Members who are committed անդամներ որ նվիրված են He wants married couples not couples living together Եթե բախտատենք ուզումավոր ամուսնացած զույգերի նման լինեն ոչ թե նրանց նման որ ապրում են իրար հետ Members who love members who love real people Անդամներ որ նորմալ մարդկանց սովորական մարդկանց Not ideal people Members who become spiritual adults Members who like Paul at near the end of their days can say I have run the race. Լինենք այնպես անդամներ որ բողոս առաքյալին նման կարողանանք ասենք մենք վազել ենք մեր վազքը։ I have that crown. Եվ ստացել եմ թագը։ The crown of glory. Փարքի թագը ստացել։ Let us pray together. Let us have a few minutes in prayer about spiritual growth. Let us analyze ourselves. Study our situation and ourselves. Are we standing still? Are we moving forward or are we going backwards? To confirm what we have heard from Brother Charles, I want to share with you a short and small testimony. To realize that what we hear in the church we can put into practice in our lives. I remember it was about 23 years ago for one week we had fasting and prayer in our church in Iran and we were praying to be changed by God and we were praying that we want to be delivered from our weaknesses and for that week I had prepared a list of my weaknesses 
and I was really surprised that I discovered 21 different weaknesses. And really I felt very hopeless. And at that time I was the pastor of the church. And I'd been a believer for 24, 25, at least if not 24, 20 years. And I was shocked to find that after being a believer for 20 years, there's 21 weaknesses still exist in my character. If I haven't been able to overcome them and change until now, I will never change. And I was quite ashamed of myself. Uh, some of them would not be considered sins, but they certainly weren't blessings. They were a bondage for me. And I was a slave to them. At that time, I was an oversensitive person. And if I heard somebody had said something negative about me, I would go to pieces. I'd like to burn him. I would wait for a time for that person to come to church and I would direct the subject of my preaching to him so that I'd feel a lot better. Or if I noticed somebody had fallen asleep when I was preaching, I would feel tormented. I wouldn't be able to concentrate. Or if I noticed that I said something not quite right, I wouldn't be able to forgive myself. These things were torturing me a lot. I was becoming very despondent. And uh, every mistake that I was faced with, I was feeling really, really useless. If I want to name every one of those 21 weaknesses, I'll have to take another one hour of your time. So I asked the Lord, what do I have to do now? And this is how he dealt with me. There is hope for you. And you can be delivered of them. Where do I begin, I asked him. Start one by one. Start with the first one. And Anita and Rosita knew at that time our third child, Talita, hadn't been born, and my children were like something I worshipped. And I was so concerned with the children that I used to wake up in the middle of the night and examine to see is their heart still beating. And if the child fell down accidentally, as if I'd fallen down into hell. 
If one of the children became sick, I would become even sick. Sicker. And this had grown out of proportion, and I could not rely on God for them. This was ridiculous. So I started from that particular weakness. Uh, the only dispute that we had in the family is was because I was over anxious about the children. She was very calm and practical, but I was always in turmoil. And I was convinced I was right. And I was convinced you can't find a father like me. I am the best. And this pride was not allowing me to change. But I accepted that I was wrong. And started working on that particular weakness. Um, I repented. And in order not to forget, I reminded myself of my repentance daily. I praised the Lord that I can be delivered of it daily. And I daily declared my faith that I live in liberty. I learned by heart relevant verses from the Bible. Daily I ordered the bondages out of my life. I started reading books that were written on issues like that. Started having fellowship who were with people who were very strong in those particular areas. And I started putting them into practice daily. Six months passed. Halita was born. She was three months old. My wife told me one day, Do you realize that a few months have passed and we haven't had a dispute about the children and you have changed? I was just about to put a mouthful in my mouth. I put it down. I went to the other room. It had taken me six months. I had been delivered from that moment. six months, I'd only overcome one. Twenty others were facing me. Lord, I said, this is going to take forever. But because I'd learned the technique, the second one took me three months. The third one, couple of months. I want to tell you something happened. I got delivered from those 21 weaknesses and I got changed. Uh, do you realize what a temper and anger was inside me before? I'm not saying that I don't lose my temper now. But then I used to feel like that daily. I can't remember when the last one was, a few weeks ago. I was delivered from them. 
And now I have a new list. Now I'm working on new weaknesses. <laughs> and have discovered new weaknesses that have to be changed in my life. And as Brother Charles said, I want to also confirm and tell you that we can grow. I don't want to keep your time. You have to choose one of the four, I'm going to tell you. You have to move forward like this, level. Some people, 40 years ago, they were the same. They are exactly the same now. Maybe they've grown in width and their roots are even stronger. But otherwise, they're exactly the same. Yesterday, today and tomorrow, forever, they're going to be the same. Some people's growth is up and down, holocaustal right. One day they're in heaven, next day they're in hell. Very unnatural, very uh, mercurial. We all have ups and downs. But there are some people who can never obtain a level path. And some people, their growth is actually dipping down. They dip down. They also change. But from bad to worse. From glory to non-glory. Yes. Non-glory. Yes. Gradually, instead of progressing, they digressing. But the fourth group. There's a steady growth from glory to glory, from light to light, from faith to faith. It's not a sudden rise. It's a gradual incline. But there's depth to it. How are we growing? Are we moving forward? Are we standing still? Or are we up and down like a roller coaster? Or are we going backwards? Let us decide together to move Amen. forward steadily. Amen. We have this song from Armenia. Let us sing it together. I think maybe the chorus you can also sing. I will not forget my faith. I will not uh, uh, forget my Lord. I will carry my cross on my shoulder until I come one to one with him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, sorry. Uh, next week we are going to have a memorial service for uh, Brother Don Rowley. So don't forget uh, Sunday evening. And, uh, Brother Sam will be amongst us. So will uh, Anna and Philip Rowley. Uh, and Brother Don Rowley's wife will return from her travels. Pascal, how are you? 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 How are you
with, with those members of the Iranian meeting who knew Brother Don from before. We want to have a very good memorial service in his memory. So meetings like this encourage me that one day when I depart, maybe people will have such a meeting for me also. Good encouragement. Sirelitus, 
Ah, ah, ah.